your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I remember uh, yesterday we talked a little bit about, you know, you know, kind of the future 20 years from now, the the bands from like your era when you're, you know, a little older and you know, got more time on your hands and you want to go to like an old White Snake song, an old White Snake concert, you know, and they're going to have it down here at Buddy Holly Hall and you and your fellow 60-year-olds and the other gray hairs are going to go down there and see White Snake, right? Okay. Well... There's, they're going to be one less member. Their uh, their guitarist uh, passed away at 72, a little older than I thought. Bernie Marsdell, Marsden uh, of White Snake died yesterday. So mm, that's too bad. That's too bad. He wrote, co-wrote the hit "Here I Go Again." You familiar with that song? Yes, sir. Okay. He also co-wrote the song "Fool for Your Lovin'." Is that what you are to the missus? A fool for her loving? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, anyway, I'll have to find somebody else to sit in with the other guys when That's White Snake bad. comes here, you know, and they're, those guys are in their, in their eighties and they're going to, they're going to jam up there on the, on the big stage there at Buddy Holly Hall <laughs> down the street. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, thoughts to, and prayers with him and his family. Sorry to tell you that. The other so what time do they, members. so how many more members before they become just white or snake? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Or, no, this is your rule. I'm just for, for oh, trying to well, follow I mean, along. I think as long as there's one of them, they're okay. You know. But Three Dog Night is only one dog. It's only one dog. Even though there's <clears> still <throat> one there. I mean, there's one left. There's one dog of the original dogs left. They've. They've got a couple other dogs that fill in now. So they got three dogs. And really, there's only, a, if the Beach Boys, there's really only a couple of them that are still hanging around. So if they lose one more, then you just become the Beach Boy. <laughs> the Beach Boy, right? That's mm. right, the Beach Boy. Uh, Foreigner, they had, they just had a guy in the building. I'm not even sure they had any of their original people up there. They had just one, mm-hmm. but they sang all the songs. I mean, it sounded the same. I mean, you could have looked up on the stage and went, oh, okay, well, it's Foreigner. It says right there, Foreigner. And they, they played all the songs that you'd want to hear, so it worked for me. <laughs> it wasn't like I'd, I knew that. Somebody says this, loved Whitesnake in the 80s. It's, it's, I saw him in Midland. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. You drove down there, you and the missus got your, got your rock on there in uh, Midland. That's... This is a number of years ago. It was fun. It was fun, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys got some hooch, and you let your hair down there in the in the in the Permian Basin, and you, you said know. so many things in the last thirty seconds that I just am not going to even touch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's encouraging me to put down the Marlboro Lights. Sorry, just had a little end of summer cold. Uh, never, isn't never that, was a smoker. Isn't that uh, so frustrating to get a cold when it's hot out? Yeah. It's just a crazy deal. Yeah. Just uh just bat- battled it a little bit, but it's all it's all good. Uh Raiders Dad says this, uh, didn't JL ditch work 
early one day for a White Snake concert. Well, he he he's allowed to scoot out a little early. I don't yeah, know if you've ditched it or not. I was in the middle of the bottom line back in the day when I was on that show and bailed halfway bailed. through or so. Yeah. Yeah. So I could make it down there. Now this compliment. You're still on the bottom line. I'm back on the bottom line. Back on the bottom line. It's just yeah. a little bit different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this compliment from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Chuck, you sound a little like my aunt who we couldn't get to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Wow. Aunt Bessie, who's you know still lighting. You know, hey, here's the deal. If she's 80 plus and she's still smoking, that may be her only pleasure in life. So just let her smoke away. I mean, if that's if that's all she's got to look forward to is lighting up a Marlboro Red, you know, or a Winston or something like that, then, man, just let her be her. You know, let her be her. She may, she may go, the pleasure I get from smoking is not worth the extra year that I would live without smoking. Yeah, and you got to believe at this point, if she's 80 and right. she smoked all this time, stopping now is not going to do anything. Probably hurt her more than help her. I don't know, think I would probably go there, but <laughs> I wouldn't think it's going to stop anything if she's right. Been so we're not going to reverse that black lung or anything, or, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just kind of this kind of is kind of is what it is. Uh, Red Raider football—they'll take on Houston on Saturday. We'll get some comments from uh, Coach Joey McGuire uh, throughout the morning this morning and uh, get his uh, comments on on what he saw from. Uh, the ball game last weekend. I mean, I guess the, the the one thing that he said more than anything was, you know, they had it. He didn't say if they had it to do over again. He did say that there's a couple of plays they wish they would have run when it was first and eleven. Um, first, you know, first and ten. First and 11. ten from the eleven. Yeah, yeah. wish that they would have run a couple of plays there. But all four of the plays, all four of the pass plays, were called plays. They were not checked into passes. Mm. So, um, he did. He did say that. So they. It's interesting. And they made a conscious decision to to throw the ball, and they felt like they had, you know, the matchups, and felt like they had the the good play call. I like your odds, and one out of four, you're going to be able to complete. But mm-hmm. um, I, I can't fault that. I, I just, but I would. I think most of us would just say that. Uh, and easy for us to say now, but I mean, most of us would just say, "Man, Taj was was moving the ball, sure, moving the chains, and all that." And why would you go away from that? No, I, and that's probably the same question they're asking themselves right now. And and maybe they. In fairness to us, though, I think a lot of us were saying the same thing during those four plays. Yeah, you, Jeff McGuire, are making a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're. I mean, we're all sitting there screaming, "Run the ball!" I mean, you've got two timeouts left. It's first and ten. It's from the eleven. I, I mean, I wasn't screaming it on first down. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I guess, with with that. Except you went back to that again. You went back to the fade for the five seven guy. Can we just ever? That's not a good idea. Can we just go away with that? Get away with go away from that. Like, I'm a big fan. Yeah, we, that's yeah. a great idea to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Let's throw fades to tall people. Let's just make that a rule, okay? And none of us qualify. Let me at Clint's T-shirt factory where we can get some shirts made. Okay. You know? So you just say no to f- fades to 5'7 dudes. I mean, they they, yeah. they felt pretty confident about that play. I mean, he... Clearly, they ran it twice yeah. in like a four-play stretch. Yeah. I mean, they felt like that 
they had something there. And then, you know, the the play to uh, Jaden York, you know, he just jumped too soon. A little and, bit of that, and it was tough. I mean, I felt like there was defenders there, so it would have had to have been a perfect pass. Well, I think that's what Barron was trying to do. I mean, he was trying to yeah. throw it over that linebacker there that it was mm-hmm. – and he, he did that. I mean, So it, credit the defense there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and York jumped too soon, and – and then, and then on fourth down, you know, he's under massive pressure. You know, if he's 6'2", he could have still jumped too soon and been there to be able to catch the ball. <laughs> well, That's the benefit of being the tall dude I've, on a fade route. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, York's got good size. It just, yeah, I just feel like I credit the defense on that play, making that pass a little bit tougher than it you would have hoped it would have been. Yeah, it was almost like he... Like he kind of just had to kind of guide that ball over that guy, and maybe in York was maybe expecting it more to be maybe a fastball coming at him. Yeah, you know, it's almost like you know, sure, catcher calls for fastball, and it comes down to curveball, and it gets kind of deked out a little bit there. <clears throat> uh, this slant with little guy fades to big guys. Simple. Yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Man, I didn't think I'd hear Jamie short shaming today. Yeah. <laughs> hey, coming from a five eight guy, I would not want mm-hmm. you throwing a fade to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? I love Jakeem Grant. I don't yes. want him catching a fade. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, according to this. Oh, and this is not the first coaching staff that's tried it. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> because we've tried it with other short guys before. Yeah. Uh, if uh, Auntie is 80, she's smoking Virginia Slims. Yeah, okay. probably so. Probably so. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I think this is a um, very astute thought. I feel like in all the games we have lost, we have neglected the run game until it's too late. It felt like in the first game you weren't having a ton of weren't having a ton of success against Wyoming's defensive front with the run game, so I didn't come out of that game maybe as much feeling like you should have run the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Oregon game, you you I mean Tyler Shuck had a big day running the football. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Okay, so you did run it a bunch there. Um, I I definitely feel like in the last two games. It was like, okay, why'd that take so long? Kind of a deal. Um, just, I, I, I'm just so confused, and, and I guess it would have have to have been, you have to go back and look and see exactly what West Virginia was doing on in any given play or whatever. But in the first half, with the rain, with the backup quarterback, with, you know, you want to take care of the football and all, all the above, it's just a head-scratcher that you didn't go to Taj Brooks more in the first half. Do you think... Um... And, and and this is really and this can only be probably asked of the coaches themselves and and this is an almost internally that they're they're probably going to have to think this uh, you know do you think that sometimes they're overthinking it um, or that they've got these plays that they're set to run in their mind and they're like hey these are really good plays these should work and even though that's that's not what the quote game's given us because that's what you hear all the time. We're going to run what the game's given us, but last couple of weeks, they they waited a long time to to run what the game was giving them. Yeah, that's hard to say, Chuck. I'm not really sure. Not really sure. But you know, sometimes you can you can't overthink it. Um, 
We'll get his comments on this, but he said should have run the ball twice, whether they were rushing the ball, the line, the field. It led us to running the ball, but they didn't. They they didn't uh, they didn't run the ball. Uh, a couple of guys that uh, just of injury note: Blake Burris is going to be out six weeks uh, due to Banks is, is scheduled to come back this week. Uh, Jacob Rodriguez is still four to six weeks out. Uh, Tyler Shuck is going to have surgery today. They say he's out six to eight weeks, but I mean, I mean, do the math on six to eight weeks. That's that's the end of the season. So I mean, that's pretty much a no brainer there that he's he's done for the regular year. You'd be shocked if he had a chance to come back. Oh, if it's six weeks, it's not before the season's over. No, but six, he said six to eight. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. If it's six, it's not. No, if it's six, it's not. You're right. But I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you be sh- shocked if he was cleared to come back before the end of the season? I mean, if it's six, if he's cleared at six, I don't yeah. know. I mean, they say six to eight, meaning it could be six or it could be eight. Yeah, right. So if it's six, I don't know why it wouldn't be cleared. Okay. Well, yeah. I feel they like They didn't I'd... say eight to eight. They said six to eight. Six to eight, right. Yeah, yeah six. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's six six to eight is what they said. Six to eight. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. Uh, Coach McGuire is, uh, was asked, and uh, he was asked if uh, – if Baron Morton is the guy this week, yeah, he's the guy, man. He's ready to go. Um, he, uh, I, you know, I thought, um, I think he would be the first person to tell you if he was sitting here in front of y'all that uh, there was times that he tried to do too much. Um, so the other question that was asked, like a, after a couple of questions, was, "Is Baron Morton hurt?" And here's Coach McGuire's response to that. Baron, um, I think Baylor Cup. I mean, we've got some guys that are banged up, but it's also football banged up. It's not like uh, it's a difference between Tyler Shuck being injured and guys being banged up. Didn't say no. No. I mean, he went down hard on that shoulder. Um, I guess we'll, we'll know for sure on Saturday who's warming up with the starting center. But – you do. You do It'll have be to. It'll Morton. Morton will start on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Do have you think any. he's hurt? I think uh, he's banged up. There's a difference between being, you know, banged up and being and being okay. injured. Okay. It, is he a little sore on Sunday? Probably. Yeah. Might he have a bruise today? Definite possibility. He'll play on Saturday. Okay. I kind of expected you to go the other direction. I don't think he's going to flat out lie. No, I don't either. When we got that answer yesterday, yeah, that's when I was like, all right, cool. He'll start Saturday. Cool. Yeah, I don't okay. think he's going to okay. flat out lie. Okay. No, I, but I mean, you you can't. He has been completely upfront with injuries. And yeah. if there was a that's question, true. he would have said. True. He just said mm-hmm. he was banged up. He didn't yeah. say he couldn't play. Yeah. He didn't say it was questionable. Okay. You're looking for something. You're overthinking now. I probably am overthinking. You're probably right. You're, you're prob- looking for drama. You're That's probably, highly unlike us. You're, yeah. You're probably. You're you're probably you're probably right. You're probably overthinking it. Uh, this with regard to Tyler Shuck, four injuries in four years. My man Shuck needs to retire for his own health. I mean, man, it's it's that's got to be tough. I mean, three straight September's where you get knocked out of your season. Yeah, I am. Poor it's kid. Got to be. Got to be. Yeah. Got to be tough. Um, Not just physically, but mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 Can't imagine. 
absolutely you so. worked that hard for, for something to be out there and mm-hmm. then have it taken away from you it's also not like it's the same injury over and over again it's been three different injuries yeah but i mean it's it, you could it's wasn't a, what, what was it the a collarbone and then what was the second one it's like a it was it was a collarbone clavicle right was the, that was the first one it was the leg this time and maybe it was the the ankle lat I thought it was. No. I, thought I, thought it was I thought it was. Co- I, thought I, thought I thought they were both. I thought they're both collarbones. Both collarbones. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a plate in there too that's to, designed to strengthen it. So, I mean, yeah, it just seems like that uh, he has uh, taken a beating without a doubt. Yeah, and so that's surely that's going to affect the way you you use your quarterback as far as running the football goes. You've got to you got to be careful with. A true freshman, freshman who's never taken a stat, snap as your backup now. Uh, I get this uh, from a friend. Nice analytics discussion on six or eight weeks. <laughs> I think that was meant as a compliment. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. The Eighth Morning Center chat line is open. Give us a uh, text at uh, Double T 97.3 mobile app. Go to Double T 97.3.com. It's all uh, presented by Happy State Bank. Syntex Hank says this. This is a pivotal game. I really believe the season can hinge on how they perform. I, I've not lost hope that this can be a bowl team. And, and obviously this Saturday is a step in the right direction. If, if you're going to get there, I still think it's an uphill battle. I don't think I anybody would disagree with me on that obviously you're just one and three at this point and the schedule should only get tougher but you're you know you're you're just a, a play one of about four or five yeah. plays away from winning in in wyoming you're you're right there in oregon unless you, except for you have a bad day turning the football over and that and that appears to be a really good oregon football team um even if you just hadn't had the last turnover because you still yeah. had a chance to win the ball yeah, game yeah again one of the same as the first game right you take mm-hmm. one of four or five plays away and you win that game and and then last week i just think there were a lot of things that that went against you and um, I feel like you can learn from and be better. I, I just think this this football team is so much better than they have played so far. Um, I, I mean, it's definitely an uphill climb, and, and there's probably a lot of me being a homer that's still holding out hope here, but I, I do feel like this is a team that uh, is capable of so much more than what we've seen so far. And, man, if you can win a game this weekend, find a way to win one on the road, which where you haven't been good next weekend in, in Waco, you get to that three and three point and, and maybe maybe just confidence starts to set in and maybe they start to click on offense. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you take off and suddenly you're a team that can pull an upset off here or there to get to six or seven wins. So, I, again, I, I know I'm, I'm full-on homering here, but uh, I'm still holding out hope. So yesterday at his uh, press conference, uh, Jeff asked this question. I thought it was a really good question. I thought it was a fair question based on how much hype there was and how much Coach McGuire put it out there with last year's team and this year's team and, you know, that this year's team could be last year's team by 14 points. And, and Jeff asked that question, do you still think that this year's team could be last year's team by 14? And here's what he had to say. 
Yes, you know, I mean, uh, that, it's really frustrating. Like, uh, I came into the meeting with the, the, the uh, coaches last year, and I'm like, okay, let's go through this. Who we lost? We lost two guys last year on offense. And nobody can tell me that Taj Brooks has not made up for any and everybody that we had last year on the offensive side of the ball. You can't say that we were better with the way he's running the football right now. And everybody knows how I feel about Sir Roderick. That's my dude. But we cannot say that we're not running the football better right now than we did last year. And so it's really frustrating. It goes back to the question of bad football. We're, we have got to eliminate bad football. We've probably dropped the ball more in four games than possibly we have in the entire year last year. Uh, the one thing that I really appreciate about last year, whenever we were not explosive the way we wanted to be explosive, the one thing we did was we continued drives. We had some long drives last year. And then one thing, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's been a thorn in our side, uh, is third down. And it's not just not converting on third down, it's not putting ourselves in position to go for it on fourth down. Even though we went for it eight times, I think we were five of eight on the fourth down, you go back to week one and week two, we were so bad on third down that we couldn't even get in position to be aggressive to go for it on fourth down. Um, now, would that happen? With the four point, 14 points and everything like that, I don't think we're playing well enough right now to say that that would happen. Then uh, he goes on to say that he won't cha- change how he feels about his team to protect himself. I can't sit here and say, and and I told the guys yesterday. I'm going to be honest with y'all. We, I had a, uh, it was me, uh, the players, Lance, our head strength coach, because I wanted him to hear my message and uh, Coach Martin and Huff, because those guys, you know, really carry my message through the hallways and in the weight room. And I asked the coaches to do the four-game self-scout because I wanted to meet and go through some of the stuff we're doing well and some of the stuff we got to correct. And I told the players, I said, you know, this is how I am, because whenever I believe something as as much as I believe in this team, I'm not going to back away from it. So I guess if everybody wants me to change and – and try to be like every other coach and say, shucks, we might be pretty good and, you know, protect the team and protect myself from criticism. I can do that. I'm not worried about the criticism that I'm getting. I'm, guys, I'm telling y'all, I've done this for a long time. Everybody says, well, that was at the high school level. I've done this for a long time. There's nothing that come out of any fan or any person's mouth that I have not heard before. Where I hate it is if I was wrong, that the players are feeling that criticism or the players are feeling that because, man, they're coming to work every day and they're working their tails off and they're going to do the same thing tomorrow and we're going to find a way to get this thing right. It does feel like maybe his comments put, I don't want to say extra pressure on the offensive line, but I think it's brought extra criticism because he raised everyone's expectations of what the offensive line was going to be. And so, again, I don't think the offensive line felt pressure because he said that, but I certainly feel like it's brought more criticism from the fan base mm-hmm. because he said that. Yeah. And because our expectations were raised. <clears throat> exactly. You know, our expectations were, were raised uh, dramatically um, because when you, when you kind of look at your history, no matter who the coach has been over the last three, okay, <clears throat> it's been a bit of a problem. Yeah. And, and he said at the start of the year, he said it on our show, uh, he felt like the offensive line was going to be a strength. And 
And so far, overall, it has not been a strength. But when you when you hear the comments about the, the running game and how well things have gone, it, it does make you scratch your head go, okay, then why aren't we running the ball when it appears that we can run the ball? That's exactly right, Chuck. Absolutely it, right. You know, it's just like, okay. Yeah, it is. It is. The, and that's where you're um, – the criticism of the offensive line, you're like, okay, well, they're run blocking pretty well right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're doing that well. Tosh Brooks is running really well, just like you just said. So why why did we run him three times in the first half? Yeah, yeah, no. It, on it, a rainy day with it, a backup quarterback, and and Tosh just looks like he's running downhill all day long. You know, just looks like he could kind of fall forward, and you know, the next day, you know, you know, the Cowboys get in, you know, situation where. They're they're in the same boat where they elect to go for it on fourth and three and throw a pass. I'm like, you got Tony Pollard. Hand the ball off to Tony Pollard. And so I, I don't know if if it's you get too cute for the room where you, you drop these plays and go, you know, here's this play will work. Okay. It might be a little complicated, but this play will work. Well, how about how about just taking what the defense has given you, hand the ball to twenty eight. And just say, hey Taj, go go get us go get us. We got two timeouts left here. It's you know first and ten from the eleven. We got yeah, I don't know. You're plays. averaging five and a half yards per carry. Yeah. Right. How about we give the ball to you twice? All those things. Yeah, I don't know what the defense was giving you. I don't know what fronts they were showing that made Coach Kitley, Baron Morton, Tyler Shuck while he was in there think, hey, we 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 can't check into runs here. We need to go with the pass. I don't I don't I don't know. But I don't care what they were giving you, you were still pounding them. In the second half when they said, hey, they're going to run the ball. They're running the ball a whole bunch with this guy. You still ran the ball. They knew it was coming, and you still did it. Okay? So, I mean, I got to believe Brian Jensen's going to have a sore throat from saying the name Taj Brooks on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine we're going to see a lot of Taj. Okay. Well, I hope. I hope he takes some lozenges we're, with him in his bag. Hey, and, we're all allowed to get better, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that doesn't yeah that, that that doesn't count out our coaching staff. No, I mean yeah. it's uh, present company included, right? This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. All right, pretty simple question for you today, guys. Which of the three losses is the most frustrating to you? Well, that's a good. It's it's simple. It's simple. They're all they're all frustrating. Um, I know West Virginia means the most because it's a it's conference, conference game. game yeah. But, which which did you come out of the most frustrated? I, I probably for me Wyoming, just from the standpoint that you got off to such a great start, and then for whatever reason, just shut the engine down and and then you know kind of kissed it away there in the overtime. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Wyoming the first one because I think you know getting your season off to a positive start, good start, good taste in your mouth, go up there get a win. Then have you know momentum going into the Oregon game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
It's West Virginia for me, uh, although it's closer than I would want it to admit it with the Wyoming loss. Um, with the Wyoming loss, you felt like you kind of bounced back in a way against Oregon for how well you played in that game, take away the four turnovers. You haven't had that chance yet after West Virginia, so I'm just sitting here just festering on it. But you also hadn't lost to West Virginia since 2017. Matt Wells didn't lose to West Virginia. Matt Wells had a lot of problems here, and he didn't lose to West Virginia. And it's a conference game against an opponent who I still think is probably the worst team in your conference. And they really kind of make you look bad in a lot of different ways. And a lot of it was self-induced. And that's the most frustrating part is that it, it wasn't like just turnovers that cost you. It was you were doing something really well and then stopped doing it. And we're all wondering why. So definitely not Oregon for me, just because it feels like that was the best game that you've played this season. Mm -hmm. uh, the turnovers stunk out loud, but yeah, that was the. I felt like you played your best game. I think I'm. I think I'm with Chuck. I, I think it's Wyoming, and I think for the same reason he mentioned to me, you just got off to such a great start, and you felt like, hey, man, this team. You know, all the hype that we heard in the off season. This is who we can be. And, yes, Wyoming was helping you a little bit at that beginning of that game. But then uh, to just get shut down like you did for basically three quarters was just crazy. Um, and so you saw what the team could be, and then it was completely ripped away from you. And then, uh, man, just uh, that, that, that was hard for me to take. And then I also wonder, and it's probably – probably a silly wonder but if things had gone better there you know are are things the same way now mm -hmm. you know obviously your record would be two and two but could could it have led to you playing better in key moments and i, I don't know but uh i don't know i'm i'm with chuck i think the i think the wyoming one was the most frustrating uh, i think i'm right now still steaming over west virginia or whatever because it's just happened. Yeah. Um, the Wyoming one. Just mm -hmm. the way you started out so hot and then just yeah, it looked laid like an egg for fire. three quarters. Yeah. 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 Uh, 7.36 this morning here on the morning drive. Schleppy Yama says, definitely Wyoming. I think a win would have changed the season. Uh, this, guys, we are dead. Last tag. Last hashtag. Yeah, no. Dead last hashtag. Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, my Wyoming set the tone. Oregon wasn't a good loss. Okay. Uh, West Virginia is better than anyone expected. Uh, and you did see what Oregon did to Colorado. I don't like being one and three, but don't beat yourself mentally. This team was never out of a chance of winning those games, right? Just a different take. No, I get that. Hey, I, I did have a quick question for you. Um, I'm kind of expecting one answer but maybe i'll get another did you see the lights when you're driving in this morning on at dan law field at rip griffin park i did not okay if you had seen them would that have made your heart skip a beat would you have been just a little giddy would you have gotten off there at university and said hey, i wonder what the boys are doing this morning and been a little late to see jeff and i 
Do I have that option? Sure. You're the boss. Yeah. Chuck is just trying to find out if you could have done something so he wouldn't have been second to you today. No, That's really no, what no, he's no, no. I was. I'm, I mean, I I don't have to see that they're practicing to know that they're practicing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited for February to get here. But okay. I probably wouldn't have been giddy to giddy. know that they were over there running the... sprints at 530 this morning. Yeah. Didn't know if you, like I said, Saw that or anything like that. Uh, Chuck, it's Sleepy, Schleppy, Schleppy with an S-H and Yama, Llama, like the animal. Schleppy, Llama. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, it's two E's, so wouldn't it be E-P? Schleppy, Sleepy? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. it? I guess. Well, just... If it was Schleppy, it would have been just one E. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I disagree with this. Face it, Joey can't coach on the road. I we talked about the other some of the other losses where you're playing ranked teams on the road. I I don't think this is a mental can't win on the road kind of deal. I I just I refuse to believe that. One I, and six. I, I understand that, but I mean we you went, are what your record says you are. I know, but I don't think it's like this. You know, we're afraid to play away from home or anything like that. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a curse. I don't think it's a curse. You have absolutely struggled on the road. It's no longer a small sample size. Uh, did Joey lie about how good this team should be? No. Or did he misevaluate how good this team was going to be? Well, I mean. I think he misevaluated his offensive line. Yeah, so far. Uh, somebody else brought this up about how these guys are uh, 20 years old and they don't know pressure. Uh, they don't know slash care what pressure is on them. No, these guys are older. This is an older team. So maybe this team is putting more pressure on themselves because they felt like that they were going to be good. I have no idea. But I, I, I'm i sure they care. They're, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing if they didn't care. I mean, I think they care. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a question. I don't, I don't think anybody's questioning that. Well, that guy was kind of questioning. Just felt like it was questioning a little bit. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us as we come to you from the First United Bank in downtown Lubbock. And uh, look forward to hearing from you today on the First United Bank studio. We're not at the bank. We are not we're, at the bank. We're not they don't the trust bank. us with the money. Uh, probably not. Probably not. You're you're probably probably right about that. I'm only probably right. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever? I. You never. You were. You were. Your career was more restaurant oriented, but you did. You did work at the at the Foot Locker, right? I did work at the Foot Locker. But did you have to take cash? Were you one of those ones? Sure. Okay. And credit cards and things mm-hmm. like that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah count the change back and all that kind of stuff to the folks yeah yeah i, I, I can do that okay yeah okay. i'm pretty capable well no I, I, yeah. I, I know i know your artist didn't know if that was part of your it's a, it's a struggle nowadays boy you go somewhere and <clears throat> you know your your bill is you know 903 <laughs> right <laughs> or something and you give them a 10 and a nickel uh-huh because you want the dollar back and right. not 97 cents worth hey, of coins. 102 back. And man, they're like, 
mind blown. You're right. Sometimes they have to like, open no, up the No, this is too much. No, no, no. I understand it's too much. Yes. Please just punch but it in. But it's enough too much. That's <laughs> just the point. punch it in, please. Punch it, punch it in, please. <laughs> just, just punch yes, it in. Just yeah. punch it. Just punch yeah, it in. Right. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm amazed at the youth of America, that how much they struggle with that stuff. Yeah, it's somewhat, it's disappointing, isn't it? <clears throat> disappointing. Did yeah. you teach your, your darling daughters how to, how to count change back? Um, I think they both are capable of it, but mm-hmm. I would, if I was being completely honest with you, I would tell you I'm, you know, even a little surprised that they're not a little quicker at it than they are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a little quicker at it. Uh, well, you know, we missed yesterday, we missed uh, National Daughters Day. Mm-hmm. Well, at least I sent him a text, but I didn't, I didn't, good. Post, didn't post anything. I just sent him a text. That's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> didn't post anything. Okay. Chuck, you do you, man. I am. I'm, you I, do you. I, don't, I try to do it Don't every change day. who you are. Okay? I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm okay. not. I'm, I'm out there in living okay. color, Jamie, all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, if the Rangers win the AL West, it will be such an improvement over last year. Yes. And the year before. And one thing I was going to ask you real quick about Bruce Bochy, we heard that comment in the Sports Center about talking to one of the guys and moving down the lineup. And do you? Th- I I have to think because of his skill set and his age and his you know skins on the wall. Maybe most importantly, the three World Series wins and what he did with the Padres, even what he's done with the Rangers this year. That if Bruce Bochy comes to you and says. Hey, we need to move you down the lineup for the sake of the team. There's a got to think there's a ton of buy-in with Bruce Bochy that maybe would not have been there with a younger manager that doesn't have a skin on the wall. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. that just depends on the guy. And also think that um, it's also good that a manager. You know, I've even learned this in my days of quote unquote managing people it's also good like you have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. or whether you're a coach or a boss in that situation to say hey we're not down on you but here's what we think we need to do yeah okay here's what i'm trying to accomplish here mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe i'm moving you down because i want to lengthen the lineup maybe i want to move you down because i i want to go right left right left right left mm-hmm. or maybe i'm moving you down because you in the past your numbers aren't great against this guy we're not down on you. We're just trying to find what's best for this team. Yeah. And a lot of times I think, you know, a, a um, an employee or an athlete, a player just gets in their head. Oh, coach or the boss hates me. This is why they're doing that. Oh man, they've, they've given up on me. This guy, they think this guy's better than me now, but a simple conversation. Hey, we're, you're doing good things, man, but we just think this works better today. Yeah. You know, um, can completely change the attitude of an employee or a player whose mind swirling around of all the things that he think could be going wrong right? because you don't understand. You're trying to guess what the boss or the coach is thinking. Who, who of us do you think is the most difficult to, uh, to manage? (laughs) (laughs) All equally perfect. (laughs) All equally perfect. Spoken like a, spoken like a a true spin master there. (laughs) Okay, um, let's see here. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to double97.3.com for that on the mobile app. Somebody asked me, um, 
if I found the clarity, Chuck, did you get the clarity you needed that it's not the quarterbacks checking into these passes? It was Kitley calling them. Yeah, I did. I think that was me actually who asked that question yesterday because I I didn't want to jump to conclusions and and feel like if everyone was like, why is Kitley calling these plays? And then it was actually not. It was Baron checking out of it. That but, it felt like that that needed to be asked because then you're okay. Well, the blame goes around, or it's not just mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there is an issue with Baron changing the play too much or reading defenses wrong or whatever. Um, and I I, I got to believe after hearing Coach Kitley yesterday that some of that was him protecting his quarterback and kind of taking the blame himself. True, but I did ask Coach McGuire. I said, just for I use the word clarity, just for clarity's sake, the last four plays were called as passes. Yeah, it, it seemed pretty, pretty across the board that those were Kitley's calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he also. I, I wonder what um, involvement Coach McGuire has when those plays go in. Well, he said he talked about that a little bit yesterday. He said that he can and has stepped in when he feels like a play needs to be something different. Okay. So, But he chose not to then. He wasn't asked that specifically, but well, he cleared. He, in the, with the four plays that were called, he didn't have a problem with them um, necessarily yeah. at the time. And when you looked at what happened for what was called and what was executed, they had the right call in. Yeah. One, one of them, a defender, made a play. Yeah, and, and Kitley said we had open receivers on the play. So in some ways, maybe he's protecting his quarterback in that situation. Mm-hmm. He's not protecting his quarterback, right? That's it's kind of protecting himself to say, it was the right play call, we just didn't execute it. Because we had open receivers, that means the quarterback's supposed to get the hit the open receiver. Yeah, but I mean, Coach McGuire did say that, I mean, there has been time, he didn't cite specifics or which games or anything like that, but if he hears the play and he feels like it needs to be something different, he's not afraid to step in. So he kind of knows his role there, kind of knows he's got to let his coach coach, but he also has got to make sure, hey, if I feel like this is really – kind of knows le- the buck stops with him. Yeah. Yeah, and if it leads, if he knows it's going to lead to disaster, he's going to save the guy from drowning. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.